Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, Cricket customers. Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Nice. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Yeah. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Caroline, what is today? Um, today's Thursday. It's um True Crime Awareness Day. <laughs> no, it's, I just made that up. <laughs> true Crime Awareness Day. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's Texas True Crime Awareness Day because I got a Texas murder for you here in a little Oh, bit. We, you've been doing Texas murders. I know. Who are you? A Texan? I'm from Texas. Oh my gosh. Well. <clears throat> so apparently uh, you're an AM fan too. Uh, Today, and I don't just randomly, but we're talking about UT today. Okay. The, I don't know how this happened. I don't either, but you're confused. You got an a <laughs> shirt talking about UT. It's a whole bunch of mess. Confused, confused. Okay, so new listeners, Thursdays, these are our episodes that we tell you a good story over our best happy hour drinks. Um, Tuesdays are our days that we tell you some news, and that's a quickie. So, yeah. we so these are a little in. longer. Yeah. And this one's going to be an earful today. It's a little bit longer. So we'll give you a couple breaks in case you need to go poop or something. <laughs> go do a blumpkin? A blumpkin? Hopefully y'all Google that word. That was horrible. I sent it to Sweet Pea and he was like, don't ever send me anything like that again. Don't. D- listen, don't even go look it up. But I just don't. 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 We do don't. have a new vocabulary word for them. Let's tell them after we talk about this but episode. But first, let's tell you about Four Sigmatic. Caroline, what does that mean? Um, it's basically a way of saying really good for you. Really good for you. Yeah. So, turns out, um, during WW2. Oh, World War f- Two. The Finnish people had a coffee shortage. Oh, those Finners. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Finlanders, they are Finnish. Huh? And instead of brewing coffee all the time they brewed mushrooms with their coffee i guess to kind of like make the coffee last longer so they didn't use up all the coffee and it turns out they cleaned their house and they're very smart and like it was just basically adderall in their coffee so they were like let's bag this shit and sell it 
And now you guys can buy it because you get, what is it? Mental clarity. What else? Focus. Focus, energy, balance, de-stress. Yeah. Oh, it is um, Adderall slash Prozac. You know, who would want it? (laughs) I'm going to go snort some right now. (laughs) They needed to. They do have powder forms. Yes. So if you don't like coffee, there's other options. But don't put it in your bum. Don't. <laughs> they have protein. They have cacao, 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 elixir, super powders, and blends. Yes, you can put it in your soup. You can put it in your cup. Your tea. You can put it in your tea. You can drink it here. You can drink it can there. You, you can drink it anywhere. Chad did, and I said you could put it in your bum, but okay. I wouldn't put it in your my bum. Okay, they're never gonna actually want to be a sponsor <laughs> for us anymore. So we're canceled. <laughs> Where can they go if they want some of this amazingness? They can go to go.forsigmatic.com slash happy hour. And you get 30% off with uh, that happy stop, hour code. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. And we've tried it. Caroline loved the protein. I enjoyed the coffee. Um, I drink it when I'm working. And I mean, I'm a new person. I, I feel like you are. Yeah. So go go get some for Sigmatic right now. Thank you. Or die. Or die. That's rude. Also, y'all, there is a new podcast that you must tune into. It's oh. called Bustles and Bangers. Caroline, what did he say? A romance novel podcast. Like you, you get naked and you read romance. Wait, I think I made the naked part up. Yeah, I feel like it's probably has to do with swingers. Um, I'm pretty sure I they just are got swingers. So this. This Even al- better! This alternative marriage couple is starting a podcast. They are reading dirty, raunchy books, what? making fun of them. Are they naked? They they have to be naked when they do it. Um, I mean, Mike will probably allow it. And I guess I'll be a guest. Listen, <laughs> listen. Wow! I'm pretty sure the Buses cover of it is bangers. upside down pineapple. If it's not, I'm not listening not or listening. being a guest. Yeah, or being a guest. So go tune in to that podcast. I'm sure it'll be funny, hilarious. We should be guests. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Speaking of bustles and bangers, how about bagpiping? Oh, new vocabulary (laughs) word that Sweepy found for us. He sent me that. Oh, he got a side chick. He loves, he knows I love some Chelsea lately. So oh, let's, ex- she's funny. Should we let Chelsea explain it? We, we definitely should. She did a, such a good job of explaining it. So let's Are just, we yeah. Chelsea Handler. Have sex by shaking the bag. Oh. Oh, hello. My name is Chelsea. And I'm Charlie. She's my niece. And she's my aunt. We just received news of a crab epidemic from BYU. That's Brigham Young University. There are a lot of students there that are not allowed to have full penetration because Mormons don't like that. They want to avoid all penetration at all costs, but in the meantime, they are trying to stick things in places that they don't belong. And the latest phenomenon is called bagpiping. And that's when a boy sticks a penis in a girl's underarm and then rubs it back and forth like it's a Pikachu. (laughs) Or likewise, sticks his penis in a boy's underarm and rubs it back and forth like it's a tushy. I don't know if the Mormons are doing it that way. Okay, well, let's just say that they are. But I just want to say a shout out to Mormons. I keep learning all these new phrases. 
about different ways to have sex by shaking the bed, by not having actual penetration, by having sex with an armpit. I mean, way to go. You guys are crushing it. Oh, let's, let's give it up for the Mormons. <laughs> wow. And their creativity. But this just goes back to don't ever put any, like, put it in the armpit. Don't put it in your bum. Yeah. Because I did hear badge? this. Yeah, I did hear this other story about this person who was actually married. And then he went and had this, like, little gay fling with somebody. And they got a cucumber. And then it got stuck in his bum. And then they tried to get out with a spoon and they couldn't get it out. So then they had to go to the emergency room and he had to tell his wife he had a, a, a urinary tract infection and they had to do emergency surgery to get it out. They couldn't get it out and he died because too much buildup of flatulence. What? <laughs> is this a real story? Yes. Guess sometimes this is a porn podcast too. So... Stay here if you love it. Tell a friend who would to. love it if you hate it. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I mean, rest in peace. You know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I can't. What's your story for today? Oh. <laughs> a cucumber? At least do something that's attached to something a- so you can appara- pull it out. Apparently, this guy was like a paraplegic. Oh, so he couldn't feel it. Oh my goodness! Then they were like, "Well, was this murder? <laughs> like, was this? Did the guy get convicted for murder for shoving it?" And they're like, "No, it's consensual, so it wasn't consensual." Okay, but I, I wonder what his wife thought. You should cover that <laughs> <laughs> next week. Gosh, do it for the quickie. <laughs> do it for the quickie. Okay, we are glad y'all are back, glad y'all are tuning in, and we hope you got a laugh before we talk about this horrible murder. We are in Texas, y'all. Back in Texas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And we're going to Austin. Okay, good. And I'm going to give you a hint about where at in Austin, Austin? Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns and keep Austin weird. And keep Austin weird. Okay, so I'm going to introduce you to two people. One of them is named Jennifer Cave. She was born Bishop, Texas. Excuse me. In 1984. No more interruptions. Thank you. She was um, probably the best type of human being in my eyes that you can be because who am I obsessed with? Um, Redheads. Oh, I didn't look redhead. Redhead with freckles and blue eyes so to me she's basically royalty she's basically a unicorn um she had three siblings her mom was amazing mom but her dad was a drunk and so he would get really mean really verbally abusive um so mom ended up leaving dad and with divorce comes new beginnings and so the family had to move to corpus christi now, Jennifer, just to describe her, she was legit smart. Like, photographic memory. She <sighs> read so quick. She was basically Spencer Reed off of Criminal Minds. The really, oh, really smart I feel one. like you just described me. Yeah, I'd probably. <laughs> School just came easy for her, and this made her sisters jealous because they had to, like, work for their grades. Oh, and yeah. And she didn't have to do no, anything. No, never have. Jennifer was a cheerleader in high school. She played volleyball. She played basketball. um, And she was beautiful, but she didn't know it. Like, she didn't have that confidence. She didn't think that she was. Mm. And so so mom and dad, mom and stepdad, because mom got remarried 
they went and picked her up, brought her back. She's back in <clears throat> Corpus Christi for a while. Mm-hmm. She gets a job. She meets a great guy, and he's going to UT. Oh, so she okay. follows him to Austin, and she enrolls at Austin Community College. Mm-hmm. ACC. Okay, so she's back in par- she's back in college. She's still partying, but now she's dabbling in some. She did a little bit of weed in high school. Yeah. Now she's dabbling in some more drugs, like mushrooms, you like, know, like cocaine, like four sigma. Oh, <laughs> like cocaine okay. and powder. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. that's like, I mean, I feel like co- they're both, are they both hard? Is, I mean, meth is like hard drug. Is yeah. cocaine like hard drug? I think so. I guess, I'm, I guess when I think of hard, I think of like in stuff like needles. Yeah. Because um, meth, you have to have needles, right? No, you smoke it. Okay. You smoke it. So weed, cocaine, meth. Okay. Now, I will say that meth was big on the campus back then. Um so we'll talk about that too. Now let's meet a guy named Colton Petoniak. He's from Little Rock, Arkansas. He attended Catholic school, and his family was a very rich, well, um, wealthy Catholic family. Um, he too was very, very smart, like top of his class, involved in school. He was very respectful. Um, he like had it all, Caroline. Mm-hmm. Like he had the good looks because if you look up his picture, he's decent looking. Mm-hmm. He had great grades. He had money. He had all the best clothes, the best car, the best shoes, um, and he had a great. He he came from a great family. So where Jennifer was really smart too, mm-hmm. but she kind of had a little bit of dysfunction in her family growing up. Okay, now. In high school, Colton also discovered partying. Mm-hmm. He would binge drink all night, but get up for school, still make straight A's. Um, he started dabbling in drugs, and so he was partying so hard his senior year that he partied all night right before he took his ACTs test. And he still scored a 34, which is perfect score is 36. Or his ACT. Who do you pay? Who who do you pay to do that? He is just that smart. Becky on Full House. He paid Becky. He paid Aunt Becky. (laughs) (laughs) So he graduated sixth in his class and had a 4.0 GPA. So I feel like Colton is a keeper. Like his resume looks great. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Um, Got a scholarship to UT. His parents were so proud. Okay, his older brother was at Arkansas, and now Colton's going to UT. So imagine like these mom, the moms that have like the stickers on both sides of the car: Arkansas mom, UT mom. Glorious, glorious. So she had every right to be. Now he's in Austin too. So Jennifer just got to Austin. He's in Austin. Colton's freshman year, like he's doing the big. He's not just like living in a shitty dorm. He joins Delta. Kai Delta. Mm-hmm. He's living in the frat house. He's popular. Grades are going great. Partying hard, but also um, buying more hardcore drugs. People start around him start noticing that his attire is changing. So the clothes that he's oh. wearing. So like before he was 
like polo, cargo pants, and like nice tennis shoes or Sperry's, right? We're like in 2002, three, okay? But now he's wearing like hoodies, hat turned backwards, baggy jeans, his beard's all scruffy. He didn't look like this Catholic kid anymore. He was kind of spiraling slowly, but he's still making A's and B's. And that's hard at UT in the most prestigious business school. Oh, there for sure. So um, he started partying way too hard (gasps) to where what? I think I know it. You probably know this story. Is what? this the, is that the orange tree? Yeah. Oh yes. Again. Okay. Can you can you are you good? Do you know it? Yeah. Okay, so you can talk about it more? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Don't cover your mouth. I thought you were gonna uh I, I kept you no know he kept looking familiar like I cause I but yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go. People started noticing that his attire Right, used to be of like a polo shirt and cargo shorts and like Sperry's or nice tennis shoes, but now he's like wearing hoodies, ba- uh, wearing hoodies, hat turns backwards. He's a little bit more hood, baggy jeans, beard was scruffy, taking more drugs. Now trying to sell drugs, he was partying so hard that he would be found in the alleys, like passed out on garbage cans, garbage bags. Have you ever passed out in an alley on a garbage bag? Only once? Only one time. Yeah. I think he did it more than once. Oh, so okay. it raised a red flag. Um, and <clears throat> he actually got asked to leave a frat house. So it, you have to be way over and above oh, yeah. if you get asked to leave a frat house. So he moved into some apartments called the Camino Real Apartments. They're still there. They used to be run down. Have you been there? No. Okay. Um, but now they're the Camino Flats, so I think they're pretty legit now. So his sophomore year was about the same fresh of his freshman year, partying hard, but he starts to get more violent. Like he gets drunk and he'll pull a knife out on people or he'll try to start these fights. Um, and he starts pulling away from the frat's house. He's not showing up to the parties anymore. Was this after he got kicked out or before? Well, he just got asked to leave the house, but he's oh, still part of the he frat. wasn't kicked out of the frat. Not out of he the frat. He was just that night. Yeah, like, the party. I guess like, you can't live here and you bring all the... We only want drugs four days a week and you oh, have you, seven Yeah, you have seven. Yeah. yeah. We're going to need you to cut back a little bit. Yeah. If you'd only passed out on garbage cans, garbage bags once, yeah, like you me, could stay. Yeah, yeah. But, but when you do, when you're an excessive... Yeah, garbage. You got a trash bag, passer out, or it's time time to leave. Time to go. Yeah. Um, and so now he's like the local UT drug dealer. He is dealing cocaine, yeah, cocaine, ecstasy, and of course meth. His um idol was Scarface, Tony Montana. Oh. From Scarface. Yeah. So he starts wanting to become like a kingpin, like you said. Now, he winter of 2003, he's arrested for DUI. And so mom came, picked him up, saw that he is sunken in and skinny, and he looks like a different person. So she's like, oh, no, I am bringing you back home. 
you need to get your life together. So she picked him up and she brought him back to Arkansas. He went to rehab and he started working out again and he gained weight and he played the parts for about the year to prove to her that he's ready to go back to UT. Mm. And by spring of 2004, he was back there. That sounds and familiar. And she paid to get the DUI charge mm-hmm. dropped. Mm-hmm. Money, money, mm-hmm. money. Now he meets Jennifer Cave. So when he's back, like when he gets clean back and to sober. Austin, well, well, he's not really clean and sober. Well, he's he's done rehab and now he's gained weight mm-hmm. and now he's back. And so, yeah, okay. yeah. So so he's back. And by this time, he's back Jennifer, in school. He yeah. got back. Yeah, because his grades were great. He didn't lose his scholarship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just, he just took a year, took a, a year off yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He probably still took classes online. That's I'm not true. Sure. That's true. He was just that smart. So by this time, Jennifer has lost a lot of weight <clears throat> because she's doing drugs. She would go days without talking to her mom. And later on, mom finds out that these are drug binges. She loved Austin, though. Um, she would work at a local steakhouse and make good tips and, but she partied too much and Oops. couldn't go to class and could, she, like, she couldn't do what Colton did because she yeah. wouldn't even go to class and like do the work. So she ended up failing out of ACC. Oh no. Um, and she got behind on her bills and she lost her apartment. Oh. So she had to move in with a friend named Christina. Um, but that only lasted a couple of months because Christina kicked her out because she ain't paying. She ain't paying. You no. got to go. Mm-mm. Did you have to do that to a roommate? Uh, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Just yeah. never got paid. And a husband. And, and a husband. <laughs> so you know, I'm. It's you know. Yeah. I won't go to my side story because you know. Okay, so <laughs> Jennifer's drug use is like basically happening daily, mm-hmm. but. She has nothing else to do. She doesn't have a place to live, and she's probably went to go find Colton on the trash bag. Yeah. Well, and she, uh, but she still has a job at this time. Oh. Well. But she's still she's having to buy drugs, and she's just not responsible. Yeah. So there's a big homeless community in Austin, though. So she probably yeah. found some friends. She could have. Now, boyfriend Mark, who she went up there for, and she it was a really good guy that she really loved, oh, yeah. broke up with her. Oh. And probably because they're now living, like, two different lives. Oh, uh, yeah. So she went on a binge. She showed up to work high, and she got fired. fired. So now she's really good at Meanwhile, Colton is getting all A's. Oh. And all up until spring break. And um, then on spring break, he had a drunk bitch and just kind of stopped caring. Like, mm-hmm. It got worse and worse, and so he ended up that semester, he had never gotten one in his life, a C and three Fs. Oh, no, Colton. This just pisses me off because these are both so smart people. Like, their potential. It's always like that. And all they had to do is just not do drugs. I know. If I could have all these people smart, I would be probably a billionaire. Yes. But here I am. Here we are doing Bloody Happy Hour podcast. Doing the podcast. <laughs> Which we love. Thanks. So Jennifer and Colton meet at a party. And she thought Colton was funny, fun, like smart. They got along well. But right off the bat, she did not like him romantically. 
Um, but she liked him as a friend. And so they will be very good friends, probably mm-hmm. toxic friends, as you can probably tell. And she always saw the good in people, even though Colton wasn't very good. Right. Now, Colton was loving her. Like, he was catching feelings. And he was a drug dealer. And so he knew that if he offered real, I mean, offered drugs to Jennifer for free, that he would get to spend more time with her. He gives her all these good drugs, right? Supply is unlimited. His only rule is as long you, if I'm going to give you drugs, you have to stay here with me and do them with me. So now she's staying at his house for like days and days at a time. They get high together. They would go downtown to 6th Street. And do you remember rave bars? No. Like, okay. I know what a rave is, but. Yeah, okay. So they would go to all the clubs that would have like the rave techno music and they would do ecstasy. So he loved binging alcohol, cocaine, and Xanax at this time. Annex. Jennifer was loving some ecstasy and meth. And they just all had it like at at a reach. Like all they had to do was like grab some right here. Mm -hmm. So um, in tooth, Jennifer goes home to visit her mom and her mom sees her. She looks like shit. They have a long talk, like a come to Jesus. And Jennifer cries, and Jennifer's like, I'm going to change. I'm going to get back into school. I'm going to do this. And so mom is like, oh, good job. Let's go get you a new car for your new beginning. Mm. Goes and buy her, buys her a, a basically brand new car, and she pro- she leaves and promises to go enroll in school. And when she gets back to Austin, she did not. She fell even further. Oops. So, Colton started getting paranoid, um, and he starts thinking people are after him, and that what meth does, Mm. makes you crazy. He got so paranoid that he thought people were, like, these different drug cartels, like, were after him. He started turning on people, he put these crazy locks on his doors, And he got so paranoid one night, he called the cops because he said somebody was after him. These Mexican cartels are coming after me, right? So the cops came. Austin Harris. They show up to his apartment, but he didn't remember that he called them because he was so high. And then he gets arrested. Guess why? Why? There's drugs all over the apartment. (laughs) So he basically, like, calls the cops on himself because he's so paranoid. So parents came, and they get him out of jail, and they get him a lawyer. And then they get his charges pulled, you know, pleaded down, and his dad convinced him to go back to rehab. So he goes back to rehab again. He does amazing there. He plays the part. He tells everybody what they want him to hear. And he graduates from rehab or whatever you do. And then he goes back and he got to, has a new apartment called the Orange Tree Apartments. When he got arrested, he got kicked out of the old apartments. So now he's at Orange Tree. These are the infamous apartments. Okay. This murder is also known as the Orange Tree Murders. So it should be his senior year. But he's still really considered a sophomore because first two years he killed it. 
After that, he didn't do very well at all. He would take a class here and a class there. Pretty sure he lost his scholarship. So finally, after many attempts, she told him that she was... Okay, so Colton actually professed his love for Jennifer multiple times. Jennifer did not respond. Like, she was like, sorry, sorry we're in the friend zone. Drugs. Yeah, keep giving me drugs like you're my friend, but I don't, I can't date you. And he was like, but why? We would be perfect together. I love you. I'm in love with you. She says, I'm actually scared of you. So how do you think he responds to that? Uh, probably called the police. <laughs> he called the police again. Um, he actually pulled out a knife. Oh. And tried to use it on her. It's one so way. She had to run into the closet until another friend intervened. So that just doesn't make sense. Like somebody tells you they can't be with you because you're scared of them. And then you attempt to stab them. Mm. Now, by this time, he had been threatening to stab a lot of people. He would randomly just like throw knives into walls. He was beating up his other drug runners. Um, and... She was lived with him for a little bit until like after that. So now she was sleeping on random people's couches, just like a friend here and a friend there. She was sinking and her mom tried to convince her to go to rehab, but she did not believe that it worked because Colton went twice and it didn't work. So she was like, what's the point? What's the point? Now, She's sinking, and she's almost hitting rock bottom until she finds a guy named Scott. So Jennifer's about to get a boyfriend. Now, Scott was older. He was a waiter at an upscale restaurant in Austin. He made pretty good money, and he had a daughter. Now, he used to do drugs. Like, he used to do acid and LSD, um, so he knew that Jennifer was a drug addict, but the rule was you can't have drugs in the house. Like, I want to be with you. You can be with me, do drugs somewhere else, not here with my daughter. She was playing stepmom. Mm -hmm. She was helping take care. They would go to church on Sundays. She was doing drugs less. She had gained weight. Um, her skin was brighter. She was happier. But every once in a while in the middle of the night, Colton would call Jennifer, and Jennifer would go running because he was having a problem, and she he needed her help or whatever. Now, Scott, boyfriend Scott, later says that he never was jealous about that because he knew that she didn't have feelings for Colton. She kind of looked at him as a friend and felt sorry for him. Mm. So Colton, um, while Jennifer was dating Scott... Colton found a friend. Now, she, this next person is going to be a big part of the story. Her name is Laura Ashley Hall. It sounds like a couch that you get, like, at a furniture store. Oh, Let's I go get the Laura Ashley sectional, please. Mm, yeah, it yeah, does, yeah. to me. Okay, she'll be an important piece of this story. Her mom was a plastic surgeon. Dad sold yachts. She was a spoiled rich kid. She was going to UT. She was majoring in government and wanted to be a lawyer. Um, 
she was like one of the girls that would like carry around one of those purses and put her little dog like in the purse, like off white chicks. <laughs> oh, like I do at HGP with Parker. <laughs> she was like white chicks. Okay. So what I don't like about Laura, I, I don't like a whole lot about Laura that she, she might have like maybe some daddy issues. I don't know. Because when she got a boyfriend, she was totally obsessed and she was the type of girl that would transform herself according to who she dated. Do you mm-hmm. know people mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. So like if she dated a Jamaican bitch was growing dreads and listening to Jamaican music mm-hmm. and smoking weed. If she was dating a gangster, like mm-hmm. she's about to Colton, bitch isn't like acting like a gangster. So, she loves some Colton. She was obsessed with him, and therefore she was jealous of any other woman in Colton's life, especially, guess who? Jennifer. Jennifer. She claimed him as her boyfriend, and now she was getting drug, like getting high. She dress, she worked at like this lawyer's office and she would dress professionally because she wanted to be a lawyer. But now she's like coming into work, looking any type of way, trying to talk street and bragging about being her boyfriend, being a kingpin. <laughs> like, how, how is that something to brag about? I don't, I don't know. Um, his meth use in 2005 was like over the top. He would throw these big ecstasy parties, but he would trade them X if they brought him meth. Like, basically, you get into this party if you bring me some meth and I give you some X. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he had got a couple possession charges. He had got those DUI charges. And all that together, because he kind of kept getting in a little bit of trouble, he had to go to jail. 60 days in jail. So, like, his lawyer was like, he's not going to have to do hard time, but he has to do 60 days, right? Mm -hmm. So, Laura's dumbass would go visit him in jail. She put money on his books. Like, she would try to hold down the fort, like, his little gang, I mean, sorry, his drug fort, like, why he was gone. And she was just extra thirsty, And back at home, Jennifer and Scott, boyfriend Scott, now they're having trouble because he's like, maybe can you probably get a job? (laughs) You think? I mean, you're here all day. Thanks for watching the kid, but maybe get a job. And she would get a job. She would work a couple days and quit. But she was also noticing that she did not want to be a stepmom. She didn't want to be a wifey. Like, Scott was good for her, but she wasn't ready to be there yet. So they broke up. Scott thought this would be a temporary breakup because he really loved her. But he will soon find out that this breakup would be permanent because Jennifer was going to be found dead just months after this breakup. Mm -hmm. Break, break, break. And now a word from our sponsors. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. 
bros, foes, and heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of, and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about bros and bros and heroes gonna tell you about. Hi, this is Sarah, and I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine, wine and vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> so check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. So in June of 2005, Colton gets out of jail. Jennifer has been avoiding him because he, she was trying to not go back to drugs as much, and he was scary. In July of 2005, he went to Yahoo.com and attempted to buy a silencer pistol. And um, Laura is bragging to everybody about her boyfriend, Colton. But he hated her. Like, 
she would try to be all in his face and he would burn her with cigarettes. <laughs> so she would be all over him. He'd burn her with cigarettes. Then she would leave mad, want him to chase her. Well, he didn't because he hated her. He used her for sex. And mm. then this bitch would come back and apologize to him just because she wanted to be near him. Like, that's not what you do. No. It's sad. I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's, it pisses me off, too. Now, mind you, Colton still taking classes here and there at UT. He's doing pretty decent. Um, he All he has to do is show up and attempt to do the assignments because he does them well. Mm-hmm. It's now August of 2005, and Jennifer had only seen Colton, like, here and there. She would pick up the phone every time he calls. She would go see him here and there, but not like it was before. She was, she had kept her weight on. She's not doing drugs like she was doing drugs, and she had a big interview at a law firm. Now, she knew that school wasn't for her. Okay, mm-hmm. so she was like, um, if I get a good job, if I'm not going to go to school, let me at least have a good job. So she got hired at a law firm. She was an administrative assistant, assistant, and she got good benefits, a good salary, and she was so happy. Like, this is her way up. She's on her way up, like turning her life around. She was living with a friend because, remember, she had left Scott. She had been there for a little bit. They were getting along good, and she had met a new guy named Michael that they were kind of texting and about to start dating that she really liked. Okay? So Jennifer's going up. Colton is still going down. Now, she told them, so she got the job, she was happy, she celebrated. She told her roommates that she was going to bed early, okay, that night because she had to go to work the next day and she wanted to be fresh and alert for her first first or second day of work. So she goes to bed. They do laundry and she goes to bed. Colton calls her and says, congratulations on your new job let's go out like we used to and jennifer being a partier it's hard to say no plus she it's hard for her to say no to colton period now she didn't want to go out and do a bunch of drugs but she was like yeah i'll go to sixth street so they go to sixth street and they're hanging out downtown austin now what this is what we know a friend named Melissa, hung out with them that night. She said Colton was talking about how he ruined his life with drugs. And then in the next sentence, he talks about going to pick up an eight ball. What is an eight ball? Uh, it's the amount of like a cocaine in a bag. So is it eight grams or ounces? I, I, it's just... Th- That's just what they call yeah. it. So he talks about going to buy an eight ball. And then they leave, I guess, to go get this eight ball. About 1 a.m., Jennifer calls Michael, which is new friend, new guy friend that she's been talking to. And, um, no, Michael texts Jennifer that night, and she tells him that she's with her friend Colton, but she'll be going home soon because she has to go to work. Okay? 1 a.m., Jen calls Michael, and he's watching TV. She said that Colton 
was mad because he lost his cell phone somewhere. They're still downtown. And that he was pissing on someone's car and trying to break the window. <laughs> no. It's pee? Yes. <clears throat> Strong stream. Well, he was, yeah, he was just being stupid. So she said, um, she told him that he she was going to help Colton get home because he was obviously overly drunk. And then she was going to call Michael when she got home. Okay. Jennifer never called that night. Mm. Now, the Colton's neighbor at the Orange Tree Apartments said that Colton knocked on her door at 3 a.m. and asked her if she heard some gunshots. And he was like, there's this Mexican drug dealers after me, and they had a shootout in my apartment. He just blames everything on the Mexicans. Mexican cartel, Mexican drug dealers. They're about, and that they just had a shootout in his apartment. Racist. So neighbor Nora was like, no, I didn't hear any guns. But she said that he had a gun right here in his pants. Okay. So, and she said he had a smudge of blood on his forearm. Hmm. So, but neighbor Nora, I guess this still didn't raise any red flags to her because she was like, hey, do you want to come in and have a couple beers on my balcony? Yeah. So they had a couple beers on the balcony, and she later says Colton seemed pretty normal. Mm. So eventually he leaves her apartment and goes back to his apartment to clean up his apartment, quote unquote is mm-hmm. what he said. At 5.34 a.m., he texted Laura Hall, but those texts are not retrievable, so we don't know what those text messages say. Um, they had a 13-minute phone call at 6 a.m., and her last message to him was, what do you mean, question mark? Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, it's 6.15 a.m., and Jennifer's roommate, Janice, wakes up. So back at Jennifer's place, her roommate wakes up and she hears Jennifer's alarm clock that we used to have mm-hmm. going off constantly, constantly, constantly. So Janice opens the door and the bed was made. Nobody had been sleeping in it. The room was neat. And she was confused and worried because last she saw Jennifer, Jennifer went to bed. Mm-hmm. So it was like during the time that she went to bed is when Coulter asked her to come out. Colton asked her to come out. Okay, so it's now 8.30 in the morning, and the attorney, the lawyer that she was going to work for, his name is Bill Thompson. I love Bill Thompson because he is realizing that it's 8.30 and Jennifer has not shown up for work yet. So he was like, oh, she's running late. But at 9 o'clock, she's still not there. So he called her. Once at 8.30, he called her again at 9 o'clock, left a voicemail. At 11 o'clock, he told his office manager to go to her apartment that's on the application, right, the address that's on the application, and check on her. Well, nobody answered the door. At 2 o'clock, he was really worried. So he decided he was going to call the um, emergency contact on the application. 
And I'm just like, this guy's DTF. Because anybody else would have been like, oh, she's quit. She's like, fire, put the paperwork in to fire her. Or she's just a no-show. Mm-hmm. Like, and would not have given it a second thought. I think, especially a busy lawyer, he was genuinely concerned hmm. that she did not show up. So, that second number on the report card, I mean, on the report card, am I out of school? Mm-hmm. On the, what I say, application emergency card. was Jennifer's mom, Sharon, which is who he needs to be calling, right? Mm-hmm. So, Sharon picks up the phone and she's worried. And she was like, you know, Jennifer was irresponsible. Has been irresponsible. I don't have emergency contact. You don't? You better. Who? <laughs> Parker? Your mom, your dad, whoever can get in your house. Yeah. Okay. Best friend. Somebody. That's weird. Casey. To, that's weird to like just put a random friend. Like, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> just. Why wouldn't it be your mom? If, if I didn't have Sweet Pea, it'd be my mama. <sighs> I don't know. I guess I'll put it on this. Put Whatever. Casey. I'll just leave it blank. Okay. <laughs> put me down. You know I'll be DTF. Down to find out whatever's happening. Sure. Okay. So, mom gets the phone call. But mom is like, I know she's been irresponsible, but she was so happy. Like, she was on the come up. I don't think that she would mess around this job. Like, this is what mom was saying. So she calls ex-boyfriend Scott, and Scott was like, she was probably out doing drugs with Colton. Like, he was disappointed in her. I bet she just probably couldn't get up and go. She called roommate Janice, and roommate was like, well, we did laundry, and she went to bed. I'm confused, too. So mom's worrying. Um, that afternoon, Colton pulls a Brian Walsh. He takes a trip to the hardware store. Mm. He buys a hacksaw, safety masks, ammonia, and cleaning supplies. He was all by himself at the store. Then, motherfucker got hungry and went to Burger King and ordered ordered him. What's the burgers at Burger King called? A Whopper. Oh my gosh. A Whopper. A Whopper meal. Um, now, Sharon, Mama Sharon, was DTF. She called T Mobile and she was like, I need her cell phone records. She paid the bill so they could easily give yeah. it to her. So she had all the numbers right here in front of her. And um, she noticed Colton's. She noticed that there was no activity after 1 a.m. That night, okay, which was a red flag for her. She also noticed Colton's number. So she called Colton, and she left him a message. Hi, this is Jim's mom. I'm looking for Jen. Can you please call me back? At 6.30, Scott called Colton, right? He, Colton hung up in Scott's face. So ex-boyfriend, Colton hung up in his face. Rude. Now, Sharon called Colton again, and he hung up on Sharon's face. So Sharon sees another number, and it's Michael's number. Because remember, she called and texted Michael that night. 
and Michael confirmed that Jennifer was out with Colton that night and that there was a chaos in the background. Colton was drunk. She was going to help get Colton home. Mm. So she called Colton again and Colton picked up the phone, this asshole, and was like, dude, I'm eating pizza and hung up. He's hungry. He's so hungry and he does not give a shit about how worried this mommy is. So, um, before he hung up, Sharon was like, well, I just called the Austin police and they are coming to your apartment to look for her. She called the hospital. She called the morgue. She called the police and made did a missing persons report. Now, as a mom, if this was me, I would be praying that my kid is at the hospital, like maybe overdose or in jail. You know what I mean? Because the alternative is death. And of course you don't want that. So Sharon and stepdad, Jim, who's about to be the hero. They're like getting in their car and they're driving to Austin. Meanwhile, Colton and Laura go get a bottle of rum and they get in her Cadillac and they drive south bound 35 to Mexico. Mm, He likes the Mexicans. Uh, Obviously. I mean, they've been after him. He might as well just go and live with them. So it is now August 18th, 2005. Sharon and Jim had already found their missing persons report. And they got a call stating that Jennifer's car was found outside of the Orange Tree Apartments. Mm -hmm. That's where Colton lived. Mm. Mom and stepdad and sisters, they're all there. Like one sister was at North Texas. She was like, I'm driving. I'll meet y'all there. And then mom, stepdad, and the other sisters came down too. So the whole family was there. They were determined to get into Colton's apartment. So they called the cops and they told the cops. And the cops were like... We we can't let you in. We can't penetrate the apartment. Y'all need to leave. Mm. The police left. Jennifer's family was like, hell no. Something like, he is hiding something. Why else wouldn't he talk to us? They called a locksmith. And they were going to pretend like that apartment was theirs. Say that they locked themselves out and go in. I love it. But. Remember Colton, meth brain, paranoia? Mm-hmm. He put some type of, like, military-grade lock, on the, door. lock yeah, on the door where not even the locksmith could get in there. So they had been let down. Mm-hmm. And um, Sharon was like, I'm calling Colton's dad. So some shit how she found the number to Colton's dad and told Colton, that my daughter Jennifer was missing and the last person she was with was Colton. Colton's dad said, don't call me. He's like, my, I hate my son. Don't call me. <laughs> well, Jim got on the phone and Colton's dad proceeds to say, Jennifer is what's wrong in Colton's life. Not... Ooh. Colton's what's wrong with Colton's life like where's your kindness Jim was stunned so they also see because sisters are DTF and they're in the apartments they've done found out what type of car he drives they see that his car is still in the parking garage but why was he not answering the door 
they had been there for 10 hours. They did not want to leave because they were like, what if he comes or what if he leaves? So they were just like on lookout, the whole family. They decided to break a window. About time. Jim, stepdaddy, hero Jim, was like, let me break it. So he crawls in. He says, let me go in because worst case scenario, I don't want Sharon Mm -hmm. to see anything. He sees a Scarface poster, but he smells the smell Mm. that you never want to smell. When he opened the door, it has been like two days since she's been dead. And in the bathtub, he saw a body. And this body was Jennifer. But next to the body was a black trash bag. The one he passed out on? No. No. (laughs) And the black trash bag was the head of Jennifer and Jennifer's hands. No, 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 no. Chandler Halderson up in here. Yes. No. What is up with this decapitation? I don't know. I just, just think of doing that. Uh, like, okay. just think of having a saw and sawing off a freaking head. I can't. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of, like, cutting off a bird head. Like a hunter would do, you know? A, a damn dead chicken. Like, chick, just when you go buy a whole chicken, I can't cut off that. That's why I don't buy chicken on a bone. <laughs> oh, just the sound of it. No. <clears throat> okay. So, Jim goes into, like, protector mode. And he's like, call 911. But do not come in here. Do not come in here. It is... Jennifer, but don't come in here. So Sharon tried to go inside. He would not let her, and I'm glad that he didn't. So Vanessa was screaming. Jim, so sorry, Jim called 911. And so 911 was like, please administer CPR. Uh, but he could not say, um, she doesn't have a head. He just says, there would be no points. And this is a crime scene, and I don't want to contaminate the crime scene. He just handled it so classy. To protect. Just do CPR. Yeah, do CPR. I know. So, um, Jennifer also had a hacksaw laying on her chest in the bathtub. So, that's what they used to cut her head off. And she had a rug over her body. Her head and her hands were in the black trash bag. I told you that. So, oh, so then you call the police, and it's probably the same ones that just left that didn't do shit. So it's probably, I'd have talked bad to the policeman. We told you, let us in. Mm. So now I had to break and enter, and Mm. you're not going to charge me for this. Mm -mm. Autopsy said she died of a single gunshot wound to the right arm, but it went through her torso and hit her aorta. I know. What? Yeah, boom, just like that. Aorta. That's your heart. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least she didn't feel her head getting cut off. Yes. Post-mortem, she was stabbed 18 times to her 
neck and to her chest. Oh, God. But then her skull, her head, had a bullet lodged in it, but it was done post-mortem. So that means he got the gun, had the head, and shot the gun through her neck into her skull. Because there was no entry Oh, her, wait, her head was off. Her head was decapitated. And he held up the head by the hair. And shot the gun. Underneath it. Yes, basically. <laughs> yes. And it, so Did, the, the bullet wound was in the skull, but there was no entry. So that's how they said it happened is it came through the bottom of the neck. He probably thought it was alive and talking to him. Oh, like Davy does it and Bell Mead that cut off his wife's head and put it in the freezer. He said that it kept blinking at her. <laughs> so he put it in the freezer. And then, this is sad. And then the police go get the head and it's a fish stick attached to it. A I fish stick? A fish stick that you eat is probably just like loose in the freezer. <gasps> so it was oh, like oh, stuck to I'm it. I'm about to go eat some fish tonight. <laughs> nope. Uh, he actually is at the um i was obsessed with that story i went to that trailer house like their toys were still outside after oh, gee, i'm getting that. off but no i'm yeah <clears throat> but it's a crazy story it happened in bell me trailer park oh lord he's actually at the rusk um mental facility with the guy from high five they're probably workout buddies oh wh- where is that rusk texas like dallas area Going north. Yeah. Okay. So we can agree that this is overkill, right? Like if you, like she could, you could have stopped at the gunshot. Yeah, you could have. So where's the fun in that? Yeah. Police had Colton's car and when they arrived, when, sorry, then when they searched it, they found a gun and, and matched the gun that shot Jennifer. Mm. Now, they also got his cell phone record, so they're working quick. And they saw that he was driving southbound 35, in my pout green voice, to Piedras Negras, mm. Mexico. Okay. I used to go there for thanks not for Thanksgiving, but during Thanksgiving break, my family lived in Eagle Pass, and you just cross the border right there, and it's Piedras Negras. Oh. That is Blackstones in English. Oh. They were, so basically... They're on vacation, Laura, Ashley, and Colton, because they stop at a bar. They're, like, taking shots. They're partying. Colton wanted to watch a boxing fight that was coming on that night, so he was asking the bar owner, hey, man, where can I watch the game? The bar owner, excuse me, actually invited them to his house. Oh, no. In Piedras Negras. And so the bar owner was like, you know, these are just some college kids wanting to have fun. They can come watch the boxing game with me. Lord. They had checked in at a shitty hotel down the road, though. Mm-hmm. So the bar owner's Pedro. So they're at Pedro's house. And so Pedro's telling this part of the story. And Pedro is like, you know, they were watching the game. They yeah, were man, drinking. I was just watching the game, man. Man, I was just watching the game. <laughs> Colton was talking about he wanted to sell his Cadillac. Oh. And he needed cash. And so Pedro was like, well, you need a title. 
like this is just like America. You gotta have a title, sell a car here. And Colton was like, I can't go back to America to sell a title. So Pedro was like red flag to him because he had been in Mexico and he had got deported for something. And so to him, an American not wanting to go to America is just whatever. Mm. So he's like, Trump won't let me come back to, to America, but you can go back and mm. you're not going back. Red flag, red flag. So eventually Colton had got so drunk that he fell into a playpen. This is just weird, but it's going somewhere. And Laura, they laughed at him. Laura got in there with him too. And so Pedro was like, ooh, perfect time to take a nonchalant picture. Mm-hmm. Because I guess Pedro is just maybe thinking like a criminal. Mm-hmm. Maybe he listens to Bloody Happy Hour podcast, but he was like, they did something. Mm-hmm. And so let me have proof in case. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when they left, he later... Download he like he ended up getting their names by way and he looked on Crime Stalker Stoppers, downloaded their pictures, Great. and the US Marshal came to Mexico and arrested their ass. Well, that escalated. <laughs> Laura, when she was arrested, said that she does not regret anything, that these were the best days of her life, her vacation in Mexico. Oh. And she had actually later got a tattoo of Colton's names. Now, when they were interrogating Laura, this bitch was saying, why is this an investigation? Jennifer was a drug addict. She, her life had no meaning. Why do y'all even care? Like she was talking with so much hate. Colton was arrested for murder. Laura was arrested for hindering apprehension and tampering with evidence. Okay? Mm-hmm. In the trial, Colton testified that he had been on a drug binger, bender for several days. Kind of like Dirty Chad. Mm-hmm. He passed out. <clears throat> and when he woke up, her body was in the bathtub. Oh, really? He testified that he did not remember what happened that night, but that no one was there in the apartment with her. And that he shot her body and put her in the bathtub. Okay. Then he called Laura for help. And Laura came over and told him that he needed to go to the freaking hardware store and buy all these supplies. What? But it was Laura that cut off her head, cut off her hands, put them in the garbage bag. And she was pissed because they couldn't get the crime scene cleaned that she's the one that shot that bullet into Jennifer's head. Why? Why? Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Damn, she real jealous. Colton, she knew deep down that Colton loved Jennifer and basically couldn't stand her. So this is her way of showing how loyal she is to Colton. Colton got 55 years in prison. He is in prison in Abilene. Laura's defense, because she had a separate trial. Um, no, defense. Prosecution. Which one? Uh, the people that no, were the prosecution against prosecution is for the state, so that would be against her, the prosecution. Okay, so Laura's prosecution blamed Laura and said that, because Laura was a Sopranos fan, and said that she got the idea to cut off the head and the hands from an episode. 
which it is an episode because I read a book on these boys that killed their mom after watching that Sopranos episode where they got rid of somebody and you cut off their head and their hands so they can't be identified. Oh, well, bitch, don't leave the... Don't leave it in fucking trash can. Yeah, don't leave it there with the body. <sighs> Ended up being too hard, Caroline. <laughs> she wasn't dedicated. Ooh, ooh. Mother. Said, Let's just go to Mexico. Um. So it was too hard to get rid of everything. So they were like, "Yeah, let's just go to Mexico." Uh, DNA for Laura was found on Jennifer's sandals, the towel that was used to clean the crime scene, and the gun. When they looked into Colton's apartment, they looked in the um dishwasher. And there was a machete or something in there that they had also used. Some types of a big knife. Now, Laura's defense. So those are people that were for for her, right? Yeah, her defense. Yeah. Her defense said that she was in love. She was blinded by love. And that she had no idea what Colton did. But she just loved him. So she thought that they were going on vacation to Mexico. She was convicted with tampering with evidence, and so she got five years for that, and then hindering apprehension one year for that, but was eventually sentenced to 10 total years. At this time, there was no law against doing anything to a dead corpse. Oh, yeah, because that's like mutilating a corpse. There was not. What? Now, so after she, this, she saw this lady's head off and hands and, and but, put in a bag and did got yeah. a year. But <laughs> she wasn't really, I guess she wasn't convicted. There was, there was no way for anybody to prove that she did that. Her, her DNA was there, but there was no way for them to really prove without a reasonable doubt that she did that. I truly think that she did. I think Why would they think he drunk. didn't do it? I why think would he they... was too high and drunk. And if you confessed everything else, why wouldn't you confess to that? Yeah. Um. So after this, Greg Abbott did put in some type of law that somebody would get in trouble for doing something to a dead body, like mutilating a dead body after they're dead. But it's only a misdemeanor charge. In Texas? <laughs> Texas. Greg Abbott. <laughs> uh, he implemented it, but it's not a... So, like, you can rape somebody when they're alive, and that's a felony. But if you rape them when they're dead or cut off their head when they're dead, it's only a misdemeanor. So it's really saying that it's a lesser of a charge because they're dead. This is according to um, True Crime Brewery that I was listening to well i wonder when that was from it was a year ago so something could have changed that long ago i can check out the case law it could have been it could have been what the law was at that time oh maybe at the time of 2023 i wonder what is in other places i don't know i don't know what it typically i just assume that if you're cutting somebody's head off yeah like tampering with a corpse and there's like some some of these states have like 15 different like Tampering with the head, tampering with the finger, yeah. tampering with the leg, you know, just a bunch of different things that just you can add up just to get more 
time yeah. or whatever. I don't know who does that. It's the prosecution, the DA. I don't know. I don't know. So she was eventually sentenced to that 10 years. She got out one year early. And the day that she, she was released in 2018, she's now living a normal life. And what's so crazy, she was released what? on Jennifer Cave's no. birthday. This bitch. This birthday. bitch. Yeah, is- she is out. Laura Ashley, where are you at? Ugh. Laura Ashley Hall. I don't know where she is, but y'all she need to just. She looks real thirsty. Watch her be a lawyer in Austin. Oh, Lord, Catherine, you better get out of Austin. We need to ask Laura Goodson Hall what her middle name is. Maybe it's her, just different identity. Uh, different face? No. Tip, just well, playing, Laura. She listens. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, so that's it. So what do you think? Do you think he was jealous because she had I boyfriend think he Michael? was jealous? Yeah, do oh. you think he was jealous? Because, like, what do you, why do you think he killed her? I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't even... Just high and violent? I think he he probably didn't even know what he was doing. Yeah. I think he was, like, if he was on a... I think she had more to do with it than he did. A multi-day bender? Or more, like, uh, malice, I guess, towards... Yeah. Or whatever. And intent. Like, you were in your right mind and with malice. Yeah, you're right. So I was like, was he just high and it makes you get violent? Was he jealous and raged because she was going to get her life together and have this boyfriend named Michael? I mean, it's... And he I was still she, living like I shit? really don't think she was about to get her life... I mean, she didn't sound like she was really about to get her life together. She sounded... Pretty much like a drug act for life. Well, but the last couple months, she had stopped. She had gained weight. She had got this job. She wasn't going around Colton anymore. Like, she was on her way going up. Mm-hmm. We just never know if she would have because she didn't get a chance to, like, really prove it or get her life together. Hmm. So that's... Uh, People just got go back and forth. Like, is yeah. he mad? Was he jealous because he couldn't get his life together? And she was attempting and trying, whereas before she never really did. She wouldn't even try to keep jobs. She wouldn't try to stop doing drugs. And she had started doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and was excited about it. So, hmm. that's it. That's the book is crazy. called Descent into Hell. Alter boy, cheerleader, and a twisted Texas murder by, I put Ann Rule, by Catherine Casey, who is basically the Ann Rule of all Texas murders. So she did the Matt Baker book. She oh. did the David and Belinda Temple murder. She's done the I-45, the Texas Killing Fields. Any major Texas crime, she's wrote a book on it, and she's wow. good. we That is it! Um... So he's in prison for 50-something years? 55 years. He can actually get parole after 30, which this was in 2005, or after 25 years, and this happened in 2005. So he'll probably get out. And probably get a freaking doctorate, (laughs) like in three days, and own a business. Probably go... Run his Catch parents' back up business. With Laura Hall. Uh, run his lo- his lawyer's business. I mean, his parents' business in Arkansas. Oh, the I can't. That's crazy. I know. I think about the. I always look at it from the parents' perspective. Like Jennifer's mom 
she'll ne- her she'll never know if her daughter was gonna live a good life because she didn't get a chance to turn herself around. But then Colton's parents that did everything right for him, and he's just. They're both middle childs, by the way. Well, that explains, <laughs> explains a lot. I guess I'll go get my hacksaw now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Let us know what you think about that story. I know it was a long one. What should they go do next? Uh, Go subscribe and save. Subscribe and save at bloodyhappyhour.com. Nope. Um, what? <laughs> Sub- subscribe go follow us on instagram and facebook and rate and review and all the things all of it do all, it all. the things do it all right now and share share the episode share the pod with all your people all right don't forget to stay aware stay alive and always be dtf bye y'all goodbye goodbye This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.